This is your girl, Tamika Michelle, and you are listening to Psychotic Bump School with the phenomenal host, DJ Rome, on KCWGTheTruth.com, the best internet radio station on the planet. Late afternoon, just going down. No actual location, just watching you pacing. A little conversation, leaving no debation. He left the door swinging. You better open your mind. We are back. KCWG, the truth.com's program is called Psychotic Bump School. I'm DJ Rome. And ladies and gentlemen, the world of entertainment has just made 
the resolution happened. The, the hammer finally dropped on R. Kelly, y'all. Robert Kelly found guilty on multiple counts. Finally, uh, they got him, y'all. Uh, after years and years of uh, reported conduct of holding young black women hostage and mistreating them. Uh, if you can recall on Psychotic Bum School, we did an entire show on Surviving R. Kelly, that hard-hitting, extremely triggering documentary that came out a year, maybe almost two years ago now. And uh, he was still roaming free even after that. Soon after that, they boycotted his music. Soon after that, he was eventually arrested. He did appear with uh, Gail, I can't remember her name, Oprah Winfrey's friend. And he had an incredible moment during that episode. But my God, ladies and gentlemen, R. Kelly has been found guilty. So I wanted to have a conversation about that. This is sort of a, a, a sequel to the Surviving R. Kelly episode we did on Psychotic Bum School. One of those panelists is back tonight. And we have another panelist who's been here before who didn't participate in that panel. But I wanted to invite her back in because she's so cool. So uh, ladies and gentlemen, first, uh, let's swing out to uh, the beautiful city of brotherly love, uh, Philly in the house. Uh, this good sister is at the University of Westchester in uh, the beautiful Pennsylvania in Philly. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to Psychotic Bump School, our good sister, clinical psychotherapist, Dr. Janae Akbar. Dr. Akbar. Hello, right hello. What's yes, up, sis? Oh, it's so good to be back here. Thank you so much for having me back. And this is a this is a big one. This topic's a big one. So. Well, uh, that's what I'm thinking about. And I guess I should have announced a trigger warning to everybody listening there. We're we going to talk about some stuff. So, uh, Janae, thank you for being here. Also, yeah, Janae, sure. we have this good sister, this good sister. Y'all know this powerful voice. This good sister is an educator, life coach, author, uh, public speaker. Oh, she does it all. She's uh, a, a, just a, an amazing dynamo of a spirit. Uh, she comes to us from the beautiful state of California, y'all. Southern California, putting it down. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to Psychotic Bump School, our good sister, Tamika Thomas. Miss Tamika, are you there? Hey, bro, how are you doing? It's so good to be here. Uh, like Sister Janae said, this is going to be a heavy one, but I'm ready. I got my boxing gloves on. Let's go. Come on, come on. Actually, I used to refer to you as Tamika Michelle. Uh, she's always coming ready, y'all. She comes with those gloves drawn back. And, uh, let's get after it. Um, Tamika, I'm gonna start with you, actually. You were here when we did that big show a year and a half ago, and I don't know how closely you've been following the news, Janae and you, but they did get them, ladies. They did get them. R. Kelly found guilty. Uh, what are your thoughts before I swing over to Dr. Akbar? Tamika Michelle, what are your thoughts? You know, my thoughts are just like finally, you know, as someone that grew up listening to his music um, that I can't even stomach it anymore. You know, I, I'm, I'm yeah. doing kind of like um, a resolution within myself of can I separate the artist from the music? Because, you know, I, I don't think any of us would disagree that he's an extremely talented individual. But as someone that is a survivor of sexual abuse, it feels like this is vindication, not only for the women that had to suffer through this, but also for those of us that maybe our abusers have never been charged. It's it's like a silent victory for us as well. So I am I am extremely happy that all of the evidence that we've had for years has finally proven that he is definitely guilty of all these charges. Wow, how about that? Dr. Janae Akbar, your thoughts? Whew. You don't know how happy I am to hear you say that when uh, DJ mm. Rome asked me to be on this show about this topic. Right on. I said, yeah, of course, and then 
I started thinking about it. I said, oh, Lord, if he gets me on there with a bunch of R. Kelly apologists, I don't know what I'm going to do. So, mm. <laughs> right. so I was like, I don't even know how to ask that real cool. You know, I'm going to just pray for the best, you know. So I'm so happy to hear you say that. And yeah, that's my feeling, too. It's about time. What took them so long? And, you know, we need to make a commitment to protect our Black women and girls. And this was going on for far, far, far too long. So mm. I'm happy that there's some, you know, there's no real true resolution because he right. harmed so many lives, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But but it's a step in the right direction for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I'd like to welcome to the conversation the good brother, Mr. Cleveland Robinson. He's a licensed professional counselor out of the beautiful city of Dallas, Texas. Mr. Robinson, are you there? Go ahead and unmute hey. yourself, brother. Welcome back, hey, man. How you doing? Thank you, bro. Good to always talk to you. You know that. Oh, it's always a pleasure. Uh, we're talking to Dr. Akbar as well as Tamika Michelle out of California. Uh, we're having a conversation about R. Kelly. As you know, good brother, what are your thoughts on this conviction? Uh, the singer, the songwriter, the man, the icon has finally gone down. Good brother, Mr. Cleveland Robinson, what are your thoughts? Um, you know, as a, as a um, musician and music lover, which is how me and you met, right. um, are connected truly. Um, it's it's so many layers, man, to it. It's the the uh, the overall quiet theme of how in the black community we uh, enable and look over sexual abuse. Yeah. Um, and of mm-hmm. course, it is the ongoing um, issue of what happened to get this brother to get to the place where things got this out of hand. Of course, you know, if you just read a little bit, you see the backstory right there. Um, But I think all of that is insignificant at this moment. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest issue that we're dealing with is uh, I'm, I'm a little bothered by still so much public denial. Yes. And, Mm -hmm. um, we have a weird flex, and the flex is, I'm a listen anyways. Right. Um, right. Come on, man. You don't have no R. Kelly on your playlist right now? <laughs> listen, I'm I'm a, I'm a stepper, so I'm very hurt that, that, that uh, yeah, R. Really. Kelly um, did this because I, I absolutely come on, and I'm going to hit the floor immediately. Unfortunately, um, um my conscience was getting per- picked uh picked apart at that time so now as the time that the, the trial kept going on i was like this ain't right yeah <laughs> you know it's it and honestly this is my conscience told me i am not the person to judge but in this case i do judge Mm-hmm. Those who say, because uh, what it ultimately boils down to is, long wasn't my child. People want to say a lot. Long as it wasn't my child, I got no problem. That's what I was about to ask you, because uh, before you came in Cleveland, both Janae and Tamika are parents. You're you're a dad, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, who? What? What's the configuration of your children? I just had one daughter. One daughter. Okay. Well, everybody on here has got daughters. Yeah. So <laughs> that that's deep. So Janae. Um, from this is what I'm saying. I mean, when people will continue to justify their, I mean, I don't know at this point, I mean, all three of y'all is, this has got to do it, right? 
I mean, at some point, <laughs> at some point you got to let this guy go. I and mean, I, I know you're, you would you're innocent. Think, but yeah, you would think, I mean, you're innocent until proven guilty, but how many bites of this apple are they going to allow this man to have before? How many oh, more girls I mean, are hurt? I mean, Jeanette, and it's always like, you know, isn't enough enough? It's always like, oh, but Harvey Weinstein, oh, but this person, oh, right. but Elvis Presley. Oh, yeah, like, okay. they do say that. Yep. All of them can be trash too. You know what I'm saying? Like, they all can be right. trash together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But it's it, no, but, you know, it's no limit on how big the trash can is. It they all can go in there. They all can go. Yes. <laughs> go ahead, Tamika. Yeah, I agree. They're all trash. So I'm all the way. But like, like um, the brother that was speaking said, I can't with good conscience. When I hear even step in the name of love, I'm like, I ain't stepping in no name of pedophilia. I just hear it different. You can't unlearn things that you've learned. So I, I can't, I cannot separate the music from the artist. I just can't. Yeah. And, and maybe I need some of my own healing, but listen, it's well, all gone for me. My and you know, clear. I, I, I'm a, I'm a fan. I was a fan. I mean, R. Kelly, right. R. Kelly, I'm, I'm 42. Mm -hmm. He was the soundtrack to my childhood and my yes. years and my young adult years. You know, I mean, I can think of an R. Kelly song for every stage of my life for the past yes. years. You know what I'm I saying? Mean, this so, is a guy that wrote "I Can I Believe I Can Fly." And yeah, right. what, what born into the '90s, born into the '90s was one of my most favorite. Oh yeah, with public announcement honest. and the joint yeah. for Michael it was, was a classic. It was yeah, a classic, you were you were not alone. I mean, yeah. he's written some Apple, stuff. Baby, that whole album. Come right. on. Right. The whole fire. And, and, <laughs> and that whole album. Yeah, exactly. And ladies, Cleveland is a singer-songwriter in addition to being a licensed counselor. Oh, wow. So okay. I know it, it's got to hit differently for you, right, Cleveland? Yeah, it really does. You know, you, you, you guys are alluding to, I think, the conflict for everyone. So music is a... a music is essentially, and these artists are part of our, our lives. You said something very yeah. important. Um, and it makes up your character, you know, truly. And yeah. so when this a situation in life happens, whether it's an artist that actually, you know, has intertwined their music into a part of our culture. Our yes. is a part of the Black culture. He's an you icon. He's a cultural icon. It is a, yeah. he is an icon. Yeah. And so it's a difficult mental it divorce. Is. Now, I hear this very clearly. If we're thinking about it deeper, there, it's not about throwing away his music. And I think this is what we're getting away. It's not about that. It's about accepting what has happened, accepting what he has done. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to use another word. Instead of killing the music, you can't kill the music, but it has to be retired. Yeah. Let's use retired. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. Because you see the, 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 the ongoing thing. Well, you can separate the man from the music. Sure you can. However, you in or in, in supporting the music, you silently endorse the actions. You cannot yes, separate our Kelly from the music because yes. none of us know him. Right. So, right. <laughs> yes, you. So it's kind of like you know. I gotta say, we were family members. None of the people who are talking about R. Kelly right now are his family members. You don't right. have the luxury of separating R. Kelly from the music. That's right. That's, That's right. The only thing you know about R. Kelly is his music. The end. That's so it. That yeah. is, so that's the case. But see, mm -hmm. go ahead, brother. 
Isn't that cancel culture? I mean, I'm going to throw a name at y'all. This is KCWG, thetruth.com. This program is called Psychotic Bump School. I'm DJ Rome. Uh, we're having a conversation about the conviction of R. Kelly, y'all. Uh, we're joined from Southern California from our good sister, uh, Tamika Michelle. We have out of Philly, the good sister, Dr. Janae Akbar. And we were just most recently joined by our good brother out of Dallas, Texas, licensed professional counselor and singer-songwriter, Mr. Cleveland Robinson. I'm going to throw a name at y'all. I just mentioned cancel culture, but y'all remember a gentleman by the name of Mike Tyson, uh, who was famous for at least allegedly raping Desiree, I can't remember her last name. Mm -hmm. And he actually spent time in jail and he was a monster before he went into jail that second or third time. And mm -hmm. he came out and he still had his demons to work through. But as I watch Mike Tyson today, right. as, I, as I watch Mike Tyson today, he's, I mean, and I, I'm treading lightly here because you know, anytime you're involved with uh, violating a woman like that, whether the right. allegation has proven true or not, it's still a trigger for right. those who have been truly victimized. But as I see Mike Tyson today, who's gone on extensive apology tours and has accept, accepted accountability for uh, the mistakes that he's made in his life, including his infractions, he's never accepted responsibility for that one because he's still claiming his innocence. But I'm mm -hmm. just saying in society's eyes, he has been given new life. Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, it, yeah. yeah. So, I, I think that you what you, you know, said, you know, where I'm going with this. Yeah, go. You, you can feel where I'm going. Right, Tamika. I could I could definitely feel what you're going and I'm going to go back to the apples and oranges. Right. So it's two different situations. They're both fruit, but it's two different types of fruit, first and foremost. Secondly, mm -hmm. is the accountability piece when you take yes. accountability. He's taken accountability. R. Kelly to this day has Still, not taken accountability. To this day. Absolutely. Yeah. That's and also, thing. you know, I'm a social worker, right? Like I, mm -hmm. I'm not a religious person, but I'm a spiritual person. You know, I mean, I believe in redemption. I do believe in redemption. You know, I believe that I have to believe that people put, can put in work to make amends for things that they've done in their past. Right. Like in theory, I do believe that. Um, however, R. Kelly, you know, he got a whole, whole, whole bunch of work to do before we can even consider that, in my opinion. Uh -huh. So, yeah. This is Cleveland Robinson, your soul ambassador, and you're listening to DJ Rome on Psychotic Bump School, the place where education and entertainment meet at the intersection of funk and soul. Experience this. You and I riding on a natural mist. With me and my guns, we still number one like Chris. Blacksmith and Wesson on the top of your list. Mysterious individual ST. Double E and Lee creep on the scene in the double D like the 18 enterprising. Trying to get right, midnight making moves with my crews on dirt bikes. Eyes chinked up, keep my head kinked up. Linked up with my cocoa bees, cocoa trees, keep me on a level where we float on like boats in the ocean. Coastline, cocoa bees like Chicha Chong, still smoking. Life, 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 life. 
gesture. Read the message flashing on my page. I'm preparing for what gig in the sold out skater with money makers who hold the tables down in Vegas. Talking about the game, the homie Kobe from the Lakers. It's all the same, different faces and names. The conversation change when your whole lumps of green. Rumors spread quicker and new friends come round. But forget where you're from, got to get laid down. The super cat of this rat ish. The owner blacks, but I'm a classic. Posing with Malia for the fat flicks. They catch the night breeze as we burn down trees. Riding in the buggy, I three to NYC. What y'all people represent? Who cares? What we here to represent? Who cares? What y'all people represent? Who cares? What we here to represent? Who cares? Come on down. You see SPs when you come on down. You see Mobile when you come on down. You see BBBs when you come on down. You see Mobile what y'all here to represent? Who can? What we here to represent? Who can? Walk shot be the number one champ. Speeding fast like Ramadan. Plus I blow the app and the views. But Biggie the boss, you lose if you toss. Must be got cross at the road to get on the floor. Of course, the most popular. While I'm rocking up, BCC steady knocking up. System out the box, deuce, deuce, and whoopers in my trunk. Frog likes to get polite and watch me as I dunk. One nation, baby. Who can't be the leader? Drive me crazy. See you when I see ya. You can ride me, you can ride me. So what does it say about how we now choose our heroes, uh, the, the music that we like and worship? Should we, because he's been telling us for years, y'all, trapped in the closet. Uh, yeah, Lord. AJ ain't nothing but a number. I, I mean, know. Seems like looking, you're ready, Lord. <laughs> oh, my God. My God. We, we've been looking past Girl. this stuff. He's been dropping cues for years. So what does it say about how, as a community of black folks, I mean, there's black folks on this call right here, but this is universal to everyone. How in the world, Cleveland Robinson, would we advise our young ones? All y'all got kids. So how do you talk to them and have conversations about how they choose their musical idols and you know, discern, make discern. I mean, they're, they're having these new conversations about Drake now too. Lots well, I was just thinking about Drake. Drake. Yeah. It's like Drake, Lil Uzi, all these guys that are yeah. out here. Meek Mill just dropped a, a, an album the other day. So Cleveland but Drake Howard is Drake is supposedly, you know, into grooming very young girls too. I mean, I'm not trying to start rumors, but that that's oh, been God. conversation and you know, yeah, in I've certain circles that. that I'm in. Yeah. Oh boy, I, yeah, I'm not like it's a real, it's a real conversation that folks are having you know so wow. but i mean that just goes to show you like modern day things that people are talking about but I, my question is also too like where do you draw the line right do we not listen to songs that kelly wrote you know even though he didn't sing them you know that well, like what i mean I, look i, I like I, don't know. <laughs> I like Aaliyah. i like that first album i don't know I if know. i can listen to back and forth anymore because oh no, yeah but the the one uh the self-titled one is banging from 2001 I mean, it's I don't beautiful. Think he, he yeah, yeah. Have, you know what joint on that. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I believe that that it's about personal accountability. 
okay? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I realized we can't go into, you know, the music market and start cherry picking every single thing in the world. That I don't think it's about the I don't think it's about that. It's about these are what his representations are and we are choosing consciously to take a stand. It's the symbolism behind it because what makes it what's making this a murky situation is what I said earlier. It's the weird flexes that people are doing that are saying one um i'm gonna still listen or two you got to separate the man from the music and i'm listening anyways that's where the problem is mm-hmm. it's it's the community yeah. accountability um if we had community oh, accountability then i think things will look a little bit more different mm-hmm. but cohesively we refuse to do it and truth mm-hmm. of the matter is, like I said earlier, you know, to 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 everyone on the on the line, you know, there's no you separate the man from the music now. Mm-hmm. But I assure you, and this is your child, you wouldn't have the same, you wouldn't have the same See, that's what I'm, exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking so, about. When your child, yeah, go ahead, brother. So so and that and that's and that's the issue of community accountability. As long as they're affecting you. Yeah, that that go ahead, sister. No, I was just going to say, you know, this is deep. And I know as both of you as mental health professionals, we all we can all agree what the um, what slavery has done to our community, because we are constantly protecting within which we should. Right. Because if we're not protecting each other, who else is? But it has caused such a dichotomy of how we protect, because our Kelly is a is one of many where mm-hmm. we see uncles that are molesting children mm-hmm. and then we just sweep it under the rug. Yeah. We see grandpas and, and aunts and uncles and, and all these people and we continue because it happened we go what happens in our house gonna stay in our house and we're gonna take right. care of it, right? In home instead of having that community accountability and we need to say no more, period. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's the pastor, yeah, I don't care if it's the bishop, I don't care if it's the, te- the, the favorite coach, yep. whoever it is, I don't care. Just because their skin is black, they don't get a pass nope. to hurt children. Absolutely. Period. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. That's how you break it down. That's the distinction right there. And so how about the, the idea of having that uh, approach to Mika? Because I think all of us are old enough on this call to remember the uh, the onset of what was called gangster rap in the the 90s mm-hmm. and then the counter to that of course was eric b and rakim public enemy krs one mm-hmm. boogie down mm-hmm. productions and then of course you know the counter to all of that were the stevie wonders the michael jacksons the princes and the the the, mus- the musicians who embodied a deeper sense of connection to the, the, the meaning of life and existentialism, just, you know, deeper topics, more universal, like Earth, Wind and Fire, Maurice White, you know? And mm-hmm. so if we're going to provide some guidance for our young ones, because again, everybody's got daughters on this call. And mm-hmm. like Cleveland, how, how old is your youngest daughter? One. She's one. Oh, baby, little baby. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, you you really gonna be playing seeds in her. So I'm saying it's, are we, Okay, because here's here's an example, and I'm just going off the cuff here. Years ago, uh, our late brother, uh, Shock G, uh, was in the video, We're All in the Same Gang. Remember that West mm-hmm. Coast anthem? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We're All in the Same Gang. And West, was, West. West, West. <laughs> and then there was a moment in the video and on the song where he was uh, 
uh, playing Shock G and Humpty Hump, and he was saying yeah. to people, it's like, hey, are you down with the Klan or are you down with us? And I remember my nephew was really young at that time, and he may not even remember this, but he said, hey, Uncle Romy, uh, are you down with the Klan? Oh, gosh. And I'm like, uh, bruh, do you know what that means? <laughs> right. <laughs> do you know what right. he was saying? I know it was a cute little lyric in a rap song that, you know, has got a nice little catchy beat, but mm -hmm. um, so I had to break down who the Klan was to him. Mm -hmm. So your one-year-old daughter, Cleveland, and your children, who I, I believe are a little older, you got a teenager, I know, Tamika, right? At least one. And Janae, uh, yeah. everybody's kids are somewhat impressionable. And so there's going to be moments where you're going to have to break things down and let them know that to blindly recite lyrics to yeah. without understanding the context of where they're getting these references from is going to be a conversation that we have to have so that people uh can learn how to make distinctions. I mean, I'm just going off the top of my head. Anybody want to chime in on that? Man, it's it's rough. You know, I have adult children and then I have teen. I have a, a lot kids in a lot of different age range. And there's a song that came out recently and I can't remember it completely, but they say something about killing the cat, right? And I heard that and I'm like, what the, I know exactly what they talk about. So I right. paused the song and I told, and my kids are like, la, 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 you know, put their hands over their ears. They don't want to hear it. And I'm like, no, nah, y'all singing this. So y'all gonna know what it means, right? Oh so I God. think it, education, education, oh. education, education, even those, those uncomfortable conversations that we don't want to have. Um, I, I know you talked about when do you start having these conversations mm -hmm. at one, at two. Yeah. When they start reciting All right, Cleveland, you're late, brother. You're late. <laughs> at one, Tamika, at one years old? Wow. As, as when they start to understand and start to recite, we got to have the conversation. We, we can't, we cannot no longer say, you know, oh, I'll tell you, we, we just can't. These kids, these 2020, They're sharp. 2020, these kids are different. They different. different. Yeah, they are. They yeah, they are. I mean, you know, I think about like, I was just, you know, talking to some of my friends about this. Like, I remember being in sixth grade singing Color Me Bad, I Want to Sex You Up. And yeah, I don't know right. I it's so right. It's true. It's true. Right. It's true. Right. Like, I remember one time I was singing um, Juicy Fruit, M. Tume, you know. Come on. Mom being like, you can lick me everywhere? Come on. <laughs> right. right. That's what I'm saying. You, you ain't know? talk about no Tootsie Pop? Come on. Right. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. I no idea what that meant, right? Right. And my mom's be like, girl, what? You know, stop it. Well, so, I, got one, I got one for y'all, too. Cleveland, I'm coming to you next. Sorry for cutting you off, Janae. Y'all remember SWV, right? Remember the group as oh, yeah. the downtown. downtown downtown they ain't talking about <laughs> mid-city la or right. dallas or philly right they're, they're talking about downtown yeah right <laughs> yeah, yeah this is i love double entendre song lyrics and that's what makes songwriting interesting to me cleveland you're a songwriter you you do this stuff yeah. come on man i mean you you know what it is what are your thoughts brother um well i, I think it's it's you know we, I, I think that we are not really doing the best job of getting <laughs> those who are coming up behind us, um, our children, people who are raising specifically, um, explaining the world to them. Like, yeah. kids be out here, you know, I think my kids I grew up with, most of them, you know, just kind of fumbling and bumbling and figuring it out as they go and learning from other peers in their network who don't know nothing either. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, like for instance, um what's her name? Uh uh Fer Fergie. Fergie had mm -hmm. this song. Um uh, 
London Bridge. I'm so uh, how to go? I'm so sad. Y'all already know. Oh yeah. Blah blah oh. blah blah. From London to Tokyo. It was. Y'all remember that one? Yeah. 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 London, mm-hmm. Either London Bridge or um. Mm-hmm. Or, so I asked the kids who was in my program. I they were listening to it. They were singing it. Mm-hmm. I said, "Where's um? Where's London and Tokyo?" Right. We don't know. We never heard of it. We just saying it. So I went and got a map. This one I was living in Atlanta. I got a map Mm. and showed them what London and Tokyo were. And they were like, wow, it's that far. Right. And so you gotta think, you know, let's let's be let's be very, very clear. You also have an education gap too that we can't forget. A lot of times the green black folk and black folk who are a little more learned. Mm-hmm. That, that not everyone has the luxury of education. It's a luxury. Yeah, it's a right, true. but it's definitely a luxury. Yeah. yeah. And um, so you got especially parents, good education. Good education. Right. Yeah. So you got mm-hmm. parents who don't know, and so their kids don't know. You know, I was working in East Point at this time. You know, the mothers I was working with, they weren't stopping for a moment and breaking down with money that Tokyo were at. They weren't thinking about Japan. Mm-hmm. And so you got young men and young ladies who grew up not thinking about the world outside of their window. Not, definitely mm-hmm. not let alone yeah. in the world that makes up their bodies. Yeah. Not they interact mm-hmm. with other people, Uh-oh. which is what a lot of these songs deal with. Okay. Nobody having this type of conversation. And so mm-hmm. that's half the problem. We're not having conversations and passing down essential life skill knowledge. Yeah, I mean, and I think I think that is a good point. And also, I think it comes down to exposure too. like, okay, you want to listen to Megan Thee Stallion? Fine. We also going to listen to classical. We also going to listen to jazz. You're going to know who John Coltrane is. You're going to know who Sarah Vaughn is. You know what I'm saying? And so I think there's a I think there's a way that we can say, fine, here's your music. Here's mine. Here's your grandparents. You know, here's what a mm. whole range of people listen to so that it's not just that one sided part that the kids know just from their little part of life. But isn't it interesting? You're not wrong. But isn't it interesting how I love Chloe and Hallie, Hallie? and yeah. Chloe mm-hmm. is really she's coming into I, I don't even know how sisters like Janae and you Tamika feel about Chloe and she was on the VMA recently mm-hmm. and this was really really she's she's super talented mm-hmm. I mean come on but she's also a very uh curvaceous woman and she's not shy about it and so mm-hmm. to a certain you know group of people who as we're talking on this conversation on this call right here about the sexualization of young girls um this could be you know i'm treading lightly to i could be apples and orangutans again on this one but, <laughs> but when you think about the emerging talent such as that young the young thundercats like chloe who are coming into this really strong powerful woman base beyonce frame and they're really really out there um how do we encourage young women to develop their talents develop their uh, their skill sets to develop their intellect, their curiosity, and look beyond the surface of uh, what's considered to be performative, um, you know, absolutism when it comes to projecting a certain kind of image that could be labeled as a, you know, the the, the quintessential black woman of modern day. Uh, people are out there setting examples for people. That was a mouthful to Mika Michelle. I don't know how you're going to handle it, but I'm going to toss it to you. What are your thoughts on all that? <laughs> that was that was definitely layered. And I, you know, I 
I struggle, you know, and I teeter on the side of, you know, I want, I want us to be able to express ourselves fully. Right. Mm. But then also with having self-respect. So what does that mean to you? I believe that all of us have our, um, our meter of what self-respect means. And, uh, but I, you know, because I see deeper than just what's on the surface and you know that about me, um, I I see some unhealed parts. I see that when you have to, and this is not for everyone, but I think when you feel like your body is your, um, is what has to kind of, you have to show the world that first, Mm. what's really going on? What's really going on? Like what, where, where the unhealed parts, you know, that we need to address. And and why do you feel like you have to show so much? Because her sister is different. They have equal amount of talent, but you notice that she's being more like showcased than her sister. And and why is that? So I think that we have to, I feel like it's programming. We're programming again, Mm -hmm. that in order for you to get where you need to go, you got to have knees, knees like Sal, like Meg, right? You got to have the body. You got to be bootylicious. You got to have all these things. And, and that is a conversation that I'm having with my girls because I have all sizes. I got some plus size girls and then I got some girls that don't even have not even started developing in their old, you know, they're 15, 16. And I let them know that your body is not your value. That's not mm-hmm. your value. Mm-hmm. How do you talk to your sons though? You got sons too, right? Absolutely. And I also let them know, you know, not over sexualized women. Um, I would knock one of their heads off and then I'll have to call CPS on myself. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I I let them know constantly that women are not valued by their bodies. It's with their brain, you know, and and like uh, she talked about, I, I, I have them listen to like Lauren Hill and India Irie, a, a wide variety of music. So mm-hmm. they understand very clearly that they are not their body. They're not their hair. They're not any of these things, right? There's what they're what between their head. That's what gives them value. And I m- make my sons understand that as well. Are your sons adults already? I have two adult sons. So I have a 22 year old, a 20 year old, and then I have a, a nine year old. So oh, my okay. older sons, um, you know, from a very young age. And I literally, I started talking to them about sex and sexuality at two, three years old. I had to. Mm. Well, see, Cleveland, uh, Janae, I'm coming to you in just a second, but I'm listening to her, uh, Cleveland, and I'm thinking guys are very visual, right? And so it's a thin line between having that that fact, that's a basic fact, and we all have to accept that. And then you have to teach them how to still, despite that, to uh, have a level of self-control, right? Because Let me say this. The case, oh, we'd be running around wild, wouldn't we, Cleveland? Go ahead. Let me say this. and I don't want the other sister to forget her, um, her rebuttal as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm listening and once again, is layered. Like, you know, this is the this yep. is the, the fake take right here on the phone. Yep. And here's the truth of the matter. Society already looks at Black women differently, okay? Mm-hmm. And mentally, I've really evolved on this topic because this topic really is a topic of conversation. And I feel like sisters should be able to show their more co- courageous, okay, stereotypically, mm-hmm bodies in freedom without being without being judged or over sexualized okay but i think a sister would show her body without being judged over sexualized she'll be comfortable with being sexy right 
mm-hmm. um, should be proud of her body because we've been shamed so long. Yes. But at the same time, um, be able to be an example and project some class. My question is, is that possible? Mm. Everybody right. ain't thinking that deep. It's either like she's sexy and we only looking at her body or she's yep. Lauren Hill and she's seeing yep. her code up and being deep. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if people know how to look at an every black woman body and be like, mm-hmm. she got all these curves mm-hmm. and hips, and, but we putting value into her whole self. Well, I don't know if people know how to do it. I know. Janae, what are you Oh, like go ahead, brother. Said, bro, yeah. I want to see it all. I well, love see. seeing the curvy sister, and we- I want to see her brain, too. <laughs> see that part <laughs> see, they, we get underestimated for that it's like yeah we are visual but it, it takes more than that I mean you still got to put in work to get us and land mm-hmm. us so you got to come with more than just that Dr. Akbar what are your thoughts yeah man it's hard it's bro it's, it's very it's like <laughs> yep. I, I mean I feel the same way like I said earlier like I'm very anti-respectability politics and also what do you, you mean know, by that by the way can you can you explain because that because I yeah, so respectability politics are like this idea that in order to get approval from white people, we need to, you got to pull your pants up, you got to talk a certain way, you can't say certain things, you got to present yourself in a way that mm-hmm. white people find not threatening and appropriate, mm-hmm. right? So like the whole idea, like, if you if you don't wear your hoodie, right? So pull your hood up, pull your pants up, dress this way, um, and so you, so you won't get pulled over. It's not necessarily true. That's not going to save us altogether, right? Mm-hmm. And also, I say this coming from a place of privilege, right? I'm at the point in my career where I'm tenured at my university. I'm the director of the department. So I don't I, I don't got a code switch no more. So how I talk is how I talk when I go to meetings with you and how right. I talk in class and how I, you know what I'm saying? What you going to do? You can't do nothing. I can show up to my Zoom meeting Dang. with my pin curl still in my hair if I'm just with my, right. my small team. What you yeah. going to do? It's nothing you can do. But I know that. I ain't got nowhere else to go. So I can do that. And so I I recognize that that is not going to be the same for lots of people that I'm working with and lots Mm -hmm. for the most people, for most people, right? Most people have to worry about what other people think of them. Most people have to worry about what their job and what their business is. And, you know, you have to get jobs. So I think it's a fine line. Like my, my, my first instinct is let's change the world so that the world don't have to look at people a certain way. Right. But that's a, that's a real tall order. That's a very tall order. Right. Is mm-hmm. that, and like, just like, you know, the brother was saying, like people, people aren't thinking like that. People are thinking like what's in front of them and that's what I'm going to judge. And so I, I think, I think it's good to just keep having these conversations about we don't owe white people quote professionalism quote, you know, whatever they d- d- deem as what should be respectable. And also, we got to exist in this world where people are constantly judging us. So I don't have an answer for that. That's just where I'm at with it right now. Well, it's nuanced. Uh, Did you want to speak to that, Tamika? No, I'm just I'm just saying yes and amen, because I, you know, it's it's a it's a tall order. And again, I hold my breath. What what I am going to do is continue, (laughs) continue to have these conversations, because I believe that this is what, you know, breaks things up. Um, is is speaking about it. We have to speak about it. And we also, those of us that are standing in that place of privilege, we have a responsibility to live authentically and not to shrink and not to hide. Absolutely. Right. And to just live out big, live our big lives and wear our natural hair or wear the weave or do whatever you feel like you want to do. Right. Mm -hmm. And, And because we we are a role model we are setting examples and so we have to continue to use that privilege right to 
the people that are behind us, the people that are on the side of us that may not have that privilege, but being that example to them. Mm. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Amen. And there we stand. I mean, it's a lot to this. I mean, like I said at the top, this is a very triggering situation. Uh, at the end of the day, we will have to go out and live our lives the best we can to influence those that are closest to us, that are looking to us for examples and guidance. And they're going to have questions, y'all. They're going to have questions about how to govern yeah. themselves and how to carry themselves. Like you were saying, Janae, it's like respectability politics. I was thinking about the mm -hmm. need to switch and to flip it up yeah. just to be accepted. Mm -hmm. You know, right. all of that plays into how we navigate society and how do we do that while still upholding our dignity? Because there, there, there's so many things that are competing for our attention and aiming at all times, it seems, to strip us of our dignity. And so it's a constant fight. But I sure appreciate yeah. y'all being here. Uh, we are, wow, we are blessed with uh, the amazing educator, life coach, public speaker, Miss Tamika Michelle, the author of The Restored Manual. We have our good sister, Dr. Janae Akbar, tenured, hello, tenured <laughs> at West, oh man, my God, Western, Westchester, 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 Westchester University yeah. in the beautiful yeah. state of Pennsylvania in Philly, right? Mm. Outside of Delaware, right? Yep, that's right. <laughs> oh, there we go. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, last but not least, we have our good brother, licensed professional counselor out of Dallas, Texas. The good brother's a singer songwriter as well. The amazing Cleveland Robinson is in the house tonight too. Before I let you go real quick, uh, Tamika, uh, Cleveland, Janae, if you have anything going on right now, I'm gonna give you a real quick minute in about two minutes to tell us where we could find your latest material. Mr. Robinson, Tamika's got the restored manual. Uh, Janae, you can announce whatever you need to. Uh, let's start with Tamika Michelle. Where can we find the amazing project called the restored manual? Miss Tamika Michelle. Thank you so much. So if you go over to TuesdayWithTamika.com, you could find all of my material. I actually just wrote another book, um, The Women at what? the Well. It's a, right. a co-author. Yeah, so I, I'm super excited about that. Follow me on social media at Tamika Thomas everywhere on social media. Um, I'm just out here trying to heal one, you know, help heal one person at a time. Wow, bless your heart. Thank you, Wonderful. Tamika Michelle. Dr. Janae Akbar. Yeah, um, I, you know, working in the community a lot. I do have a little small private practice where I do lots of community events, mentor matching to folks who are looking to get into higher ed or looking to get, get into private practice. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, Akbar Health and Wellness or Dr. Janae Akbar and also my website too, akbarhealthandwellness.com. Can you spell Janae for us? Yes, sure. G-I-N-N-E-H. And no. Akbar is A-K-B-A-R. So Dr. Janae Akbar, that's me. Just the way it sounds, <laughs> y'all. Thank you, Dr. Akbar. And last but not least, the good brother, Mr. Cleveland Robinson out of Dallas, Texas. Good brother, what you got? Hey, everybody. Um, once again, thanks, DJ Ron, for inviting all of us for this conversation. All the time. Um, you can always find me at, uh, at I-N-C-R House um, on social media. Um, but most importantly, my former on my Facebook um, official page at Real Soul Ambassador Cleveland Robinson. Um, just go there and check me out. Well, that's our show, y'all. Psychotic Bump School is the place where education and entertainment meet at the intersection of funk and soul. My name is DJ Rome, and you know we're here every Monday evening from 5.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. Pacific time. Check back with us. We shall return next week. Also want to thank our very, very special guests for the evening, Mr. Jason Sugars, Tamika Michelle, Cleveland Robinson, and Dr. Janae Akbar.
Also want to send a very special shout out to Mr. Frank Starks, who is the Iron Man behind the board. And we're out of here, y'all. Take care.